Hello everyone, my name is Afia. Welcome to the podcast called Her Life, where I basically talk about my life, I guess. Um, And today's my first ever episode. I have literally had to reshoot this episode so many times. I've had to change it up on what I want to talk about because it's I never kind of realized how hard it is honestly to be so open on a podcast and the fact that I'm literally just doing this from a microphone that I have it is very much not studio worthy but it's just something that I've really been wanting to do for such a long time and I literally cannot wait so this is how I'm gonna be doing it I'm currently literally sitting in my basement because it is Halloween and there have been so many people knocking at my door, um, but I don't really celebrate Halloween and I'm sorry to all the people that knocked at my door. I don't have candy either, but anyways, now that I'm hopefully in a quiet area where you guys can actually hear me, I am going to start my podcast today. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to be talking about my journey as a hijabi so i became hijabi i think if i'm not mistaken i want to say june of 2020 like as soon as like covid was still like a big thing and we didn't have like vaccines or anything like that that is when i started to have spiraling thoughts of becoming hijabi actually um i think the reason why i think covid was just such a bad time i think that is when my mental health genuinely became like a really big concern for myself i never noticed it until covid really hit how bad my anxiety was how bad my mental health was in general and how much i missed being at the masjid or masajid mosque whatever you want to you know say um i used to go there literally every week i never realized it but literally i would go there every day i would be there at a lot of the talks and then i would be like going there with my friends and it was just such a good place where i can honestly just be with the right people and just stay connected to my roots and my religion and I noticed when COVID hit, it just hit me that, you know, people aren't able to go perform hedge. People are not allowed to, you know, go to the masjid and pray. And it really hit me because my dad, um, he usually goes to the masjid, I think, literally every day. Um, he tries to, at least. And it just hit me, like, you know, he can't even go, even though I can't go. Like, he can't go. And it's just, like, it was kind of a sad moment. Um, I used to have days, actually, <laughs> during quarantine where I would straight up be, like, bawling my eyes out or crying because I just missed it. And at the time, actually, during COVID, I genuinely thought the world was kind of, like, ending. I know I shouldn't be saying this, but I thought it was because I think everyone that was experiencing COVID especially has never really been through, like, a pandemic obviously no one that was prepared and i was like yalla like this is crazy like this is the end like i don't know okay like i was like being very dramatic about it but it seriously felt like such a scary moment especially where i live it was like raining like crazy every day so i was like oh my god like i need to pray every day i need to read the quran like i need to become very religious and everything but time goes by it's like what march april may june okay so let's say about like four-ish months and I started to have thoughts about becoming hijabi. But also, I'm not going to lie, my dad kind of hinted and my mom also kind of hinted at me starting to wear the hijab. Now, my I have two older sisters and my eldest sister actually wears a hijab. And I never really thought about wearing the hijab, if I'm being honest. Um, in middle school, I was very much insecure 
about myself and how people other per- other people perceive me, I tried to convince myself that that wasn't the case. But in actuality, I think it is. And I think that is for a lot of people of color. I think that's just one thing. We're never comfortable in our own skin. And um, if you feel that, girl, trust me, I feel that too. Um, but yeah, I just never felt comfortable in my own skin. And any time I would wear certain clothes, I would always somewhat kind of feel guilty about it because I just knew it was not right or I just feel like I wasn't comfortable in what I was wearing even though I was wearing what everyone else was kind of wearing. Like, I wasn't wearing crop tops. I was just wearing, like, full sleeve shirts and then, like, leggings and then, like, I would just feel like I exposed myself, but I really didn't, you know? But, yeah, my dad kind of started to hint hint at it, but in his way, he was just, like, just start practicing, you know, just keep practicing wearing the hijab. And so I think I wore it like literally once to like Kroger and I instantly got like random creepy stares from white men who are like 60 years old. And so I took it off in the car and I just like didn't talk about it with my dad. Um, And anytime he would bring up the topic of wearing the hijab, I would divert the attention very fast and I would just cut the convo off and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll start in freshman year or no, I'll start like sophomore year of high school, you know? And then finally, my dad literally like had enough. And so he asked me and I didn't have an answer. And he was like, I think you should just start thinking about it seriously. And um, I started thinking about it seriously. And the worst thing about myself that I hate is I am an overthinker. I was like, oh my God, if I do not wear this, this is going to look really bad because it's like my elder sister's hijabi. And like, you know, if there's two other sisters that aren't hijabi, it's going to look weird. It's going to look bad. Like, this is not good for our family, you know, or whatever. But then one day I was sitting in my basement, I think, and my elder sister, who is hijabi, she came downstairs. And I'm not even kidding, guys. I think I talked to her for a good five hours, okay? Five hours, that's, or four hours. I think that's a lot, okay? That was a long time. And I was like bawling my eyes out. And I was like, if I wear this hijab, my entire identity is going to change, and my entire life from now on is going to change, either for the better or for the worse, you know, and I feel like it it was a decision that I don't regret, but at the same time, um, I think the way people perceive me now has gotten maybe worse, but that's also just because of, like, stereotype expectations and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I talked to my sister about it for, like, four hours, five hours, and in the beginning, um, so I became hijabi basically, right, like, my eighth grade summer, and so I was going into freshman year, and I wore a hijab, right? I wore on Eid. Eid was the first day that I wore, and everyone was surprised, and I was like, yeah, and it was kind of just like a normal thing. I was surrounded by, you know, my normal Desi people, Desi Muslim people, and so for them, they were just, it's pretty normal, you know, you just wear the hijab, you know, you don't have to ask questions or anything, so yeah, that goes on. Then, before freshman year starts, I already made up my mind, because I just loved wearing it. I don't know how. I just felt like a stronger connection to it for some reason. And it just felt nice because in my head, it was like, okay, I'm not wearing this for my parents. I know I'm not wearing it for my parents. I know I'm not wearing it because my parents forced me to. I'm wearing it because I made this own personal decision. When I actually told my parents, they were actually shocked in the beginning because at first they just thought that I was just practicing, like, you know, wearing it out to the store, you know, things like that. But before freshman year started, I was like, no, I want to become a full-time hijabi 
Um, and my parents were shocked. They were like, what? Oh, my God. Because I think it's a pretty big step to take, honestly. Um, I know for a lot of people, you know, they've been wearing it since childhood. Or, you know, they just decided to become full-time. And I wanted to become full-time just because I feel like if I wasn't doing it full-time, like if I was wearing it at school, but then I wasn't wearing it outside of school, I feel like the purpose of the hijab would just be, it's kind of just like mocking it almost. Um, that was just me personally, though. I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. Um, and I also just, I actually planned in the beginning that I wasn't gonna wear the hijab in freshman year. I was like, okay, freshman year, I will practice, and then sophomore year, I'll come and wear the hijab, you know, for the rest of my life or whatever. And then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. At my school, there are so many, like, family friends that I know that are guys or girls, and I'm like, okay, they're going to literally see me freshman year, and then all of a sudden, they're going to see my hair, and then all of a sudden, in sophomore year, they're going to not see my hair anymore, and you know, I'd rather just start with a clean slate, clean start off in freshman year and continue. And now I'm a junior in high school and I absolutely don't regret it. Um, but yeah, that was a very chunky story. Oh my God. I literally just took like 10 minutes to explain my story of wearing the hijab. Um, I don't regret it. One thing I do hate about myself <laughs> because I became hijabi is I have attachment issues with my black hijab. <clears throat> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I know all the hijabis that are listening to this, we all love that one black scarf, whether it's jersey, whether it's chiffon, whether it's silky, whatever. We all have that one black hijab and it's so bad because I'm so addicted to wearing it. Like, I'm, I know, I know, I know. It is so bad, but I literally love that hijab so much. It goes with every outfit, maybe not Indian clothes, like, you know, that's just different, but I love that hijab with all my life and it's just so nice. And like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like the hijab, like it brings more to your face. Like when I wear my hijab, like I just feel so much happier for some reason. Like I just love it. I don't know why. I just love wearing the hijab because it's just, I feel like there's just like this inside of me that like I understand now. I think in the beginning, I honestly didn't understand why I was wearing it, but I feel like now I truly understand the importance of wearing a hijab and um i think a lot of people fail to see that but it's also like i'm a hijabi and i'm also not perfect at wearing it and i'm probably not following it the way people want me to so that's one thing i kind of regret is um you know i starting off with a better clean slate i guess um i oh i do i do oh my god i wish I wish that I was that hijabi, like, I think in today's generation, I feel like we just have, like, this random stereotype, especially for, like, hijabis, is that we all wear abayas, or we all wear marinisa, we all wear, like, the cute street fashion clothes, like, Y2K type clothes, and it's, like, I'm not like that. I don't really fit into that standard. Like, yeah, I might wear, like, cute stuff, but I don't think I fit that standard. And I think that's something that we really forget. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, my take on that. Alrighty, guys. Sorry, I had to take a quick little break because someone was trying to... I could just hear knocking upstairs. Anyways, so... I actually really wanted to talk about my first ever occurrence of having racist, uh, 
racist and kind of like stereotyped comments thrown at me. Um, I actually expected my older sister, who's like, how old is she? Like 24, whatever, 22. She was born like what, 1998, 1999, whatever. I expected her to get more comments only because she was born during like the 9-11 kind of period like when she was in high school there was still like a lot of stuff going on I think um whereas I was like a younger kid but I was very surprised I was going to a tennis match and we were going to a place that was maybe like an hour away it was some place that I was clearly not familiar with um but when we were going up there um, I noticed that there was a lot of America flags as we were going up because it was in like a neighborhood. The roads were absolutely like crystal clear. Like it was the smoothest road I've ever like driven on and we were on a bus. Okay. And I got off the bus and I look at the other tennis players and the team is fully white students, all girls who are white. And obviously my team, my team was actually very diverse. We had, it was actually very diverse diverse and I looked at the team and I was like wow this is either going to be a really good day or a really bad day because I feel like a lot of the kids just are very narrow-minded but anyways I was I think I was I want to say I was six doubles so my ranking was six or five I'm not sure it was freshman year of high school that this happened and um I was playing against these two girls. I remember their faces so distinctly. One girl had, like, she was very tall. She was very bulky. She was bigger than me for sure. She was taller than me, and then the other girl was much shorter, and she seemed a little nicer, um, but they seemed like they were in, like, a hurry. Like, they wanted to leave this tennis match really fast because they had to maybe do something after, but they were kind of complaining that they had to play. So already going into this game, me and my partner, Elizabeth, um, we were already just kind of like, okay, like we're already kind of defeated because they clearly don't want to play and they were really good too. And so we started to play and as we were playing, I don't know if old tennis players have this like original experience, but I get very angry when I'm playing tennis. Like, I'm sorry. I get very angry and the other team was starting to get really frustrated too. And they were like swearing under their breaths. They were like throwing the ball very aggressively and it was just... I feel like it just wasn't a good environment as people would want it. But again, it's a tennis game. It's a match. What do you expect, you know? But basically, the girl on the other side who was bigger and, like, bulkier than all of us. Wait, this? Yeah. So she served the ball and she hit me with the tennis ball because I was not ready. But she hit the tennis ball and it hit me and then my bracket, like, bounced it off. And it went and hit this, um, like, gate that was on the tennis courts and so I literally just like stopped and looked at her and I was about to like go off but then I was like no this is not the time and place and my friend looked at me and she looked really angry and so I was just like you know what I'm gonna go get the ball so I walked over to get the tennis ball and there was this white woman who was walking her dog I don't remember if it was a black dog or a white dog I think it was a white dog but it was very tiny the lady had sunglasses um I don't really remember. She was white, so pretty, like, basic kind of face. I don't really remember. But I do remember I wanted to be nice to everyone. I wanted to kind of, like, look nice and, you know, be presentable in front of the parents there um, because there were a lot of parents that were watching the game. 
But I went and I picked up the ball and I look up and I saw her and I smiled at her because that was my immediate, you know, response. I'm going to be nice, obviously, you know. And so I look at her and she has a cold stone face. She is not smiling in whatsoever, shape or form. And I looked at her and I'm smiling and I was kind of waiting there for like a point one second. And I was kind of like waiting that she would offer the smile back. Um, but then she looks at me and she was like, you terrorist. And sorry. And I just, I stood there in shock and I was like, are you kidding me? In 2020, people are still going around calling people that look like me, Islamic radicals, terrorists, whatever you name it. And I looked at her and I didn't know what to say to her. I couldn't say anything to her. So I just got the ball. I looked at her and I just turned around in that point one second. And my partner, Elizabeth, thank you, Elizabeth, honestly, like, thank you for that. But my partner, Elizabeth, she was angry and she was like, oh my God, did she just say that to you? And I was like, yeah, she did. And she was like, can I literally go like, like, can I go square her up? Can I go like beat her up or for you? And I was like, oh my God, no, like, it's honestly fine. I was expecting it. And my partner was like, are you sure? Like, we can go tell the coach about this and complain. And I was like, no, let's just finish this game off because I think it was the last game. So I was absolutely defeated in the tennis game. Like, I couldn't concentrate properly after this because I have never experienced anything of this. I've always heard about it. I've heard about my sister telling me stories about, like, her friends, that something have happened to them or, you know, things on the news. Like, I've heard about that, but I've never genuinely seen it in person. But there I was. I was witnessing this type of stuff in person. But the game ended and the girls started laughing at us. And then I was just not having it. So I left the court with my team, my partner. And we went and told my coach. And my coach is also white. But I will say he was very respectful and nice about it. But there was also nothing he could do out of his power. Because this lady wasn't a parent. She was just a, a normal well, a normal, she was just like a neighbor, I guess, walking her dog down the trail. So he couldn't really do anything out of his power. Um, but he like himself apologized. And he was like, I'm so sorry that you had to go through this. And in my like defense, I was trying to act very happy, because I didn't want people to think that I was obviously like upset about such a comment, which I was. But I looked at him and I was like, no, like, it's okay. I honestly do not care about this comment. Like, it's on her. Like, it's not on me, honestly. And he was like, yeah, okay, okay. And then, you know, the game went on. I kind of forgot about it. But then as soon as I sat on the bus, I saw the lady again walking in the, like, the opposite side of the tennis track. And I could see her walking again. And then that's when I realized, like, wait, this is absolutely wrong what she just called me and what she just told me. And so I began to kind of cry on the bus, but I didn't make it obvious, obviously. And um, I never told my parents about this incident because I didn't really want my parents to fear or be scared that their daughter's appearance would be the reason why she is scared or something. So I didn't want to tell my parents. Um, but when I got home, I think I told my sister that day or maybe I waited a couple of days but I went home and I told my sister the comment and she was like Afia like this is pretty bad and I was like oh like maybe I misheard her like you know maybe I was just like thinking things in my head and my sister's like no that's like the one word you would never hear 
or that's like the one word that your ear could not possibly just make up like that's a very distinct word to say and i was like yeah honestly yeah it makes sense like that is a really not pleasant word to hear at like 5 p.m in the night when you're playing a tennis game you know but yeah that was one of my first ever instances where i just got some casual comments but yeah all right so now i'm gonna move on to this next story this actually happened over the weekend i don't know why like i'm just very shocked that this still happens because it's just it's crazy that this still happens in today's today's society i really thought that we would be progressing years on from now like i really just thought and i thought people would actually find kindness and goodness in their hearts but i guess not i feel like people just i don't know i don't know i think we need to change okay i think we need to start progressing and really just need to stop being narrow-minded and we need to stop being so um pushed down you know but anyways i was at a party and it was at this big hotel event and so you could hold more than a one event there so there was a straight up like wedding going on and i was going to like a ahiha which is just like an event for a child who is starting to read the quran or finish the quran that was basically why i was going there okay the parents were celebrating their children so i was going there and i noticed that there was a whole on wedding going on and me and my friends were like oh my god that wedding seems so much fun because i could hear the music and i was like oh my god i know the song um but i got very like bored of being inside the hall for so long so my friends and me were like okay let's go to the bathroom so we went to the bathroom that's the nearest to our hall that we were in and we went in you know we took some 0.5 pictures we were taking some photo shoots you know getting the good angles and then we were like okay like let's go outside let's, let's just go sit on the sofas that they have in the foyer area whatever so when you walk into this hall it's like a foyer area where they have like couches and then to the right there's a hall and then to the left there's a hall and then on both sides of the right and left hall there are bathrooms so our party wasn't on the left side or left hall and so we went to the bathroom obviously on the left side and so when we came out of the bathroom we were like oh let's sit on these co let's sit on these sofas they look so comfortable so we went and sat there and then all of a sudden, like, all these white pe- it was a white wedding. It was white people. And all these people were leaving the venue because I think their wedding literally ends at, like, 8 p.m. So they were all leaving. And so my friends and me were like, wait, you know what? Let's just go back to the bathroom. Instead of going to the bathroom on the left, we went to the bathroom on the right. And I'm guessing, now that I think about it, is, like, it was kind of, like, the norm for, like, the people on the right side of the hall to go to that right bathroom but we were going to the opposite side but who cares it's a bathroom okay so we went in there and my friend she was just like looking at herself in the mirror she was touching up her makeup and stuff and there was a white girl in there she was really pretty oh my god and i we were taking up a lot of room okay we were wearing our desi clothes okay we were wearing our fat desi clothes and everyone at that wedding was wearing like dresses you know like american dresses and so we went in there and we're like oh my god sorry we're taking up so much space and she was like no you're absolutely okay and me and my friend were like oh my god she is so nice 
And I don't know if a lot of Desi people do this, or actually, I don't, I think a lot of people do this who speak another language is where you stop speaking in English and you start speaking in like your home language that you know. Um, so me and my friends have this really bad habit of where we start speaking in Urdu or Hindi, um, only because we just get scared when white people are around us and we're scared like, okay, like, ah, you know, so that happened. And then this girl, the sweet girl, she was so nice and she left the bathroom and then in walks two more white people so the first lady she was i want to say 50 years old she was old she had gray white hair and then there was maybe a teenager behind her they were both walking into the bathroom and the lady looks me up and down and then my friend up and down and she was like wait she was like oh is this the wrong bathroom i think i came into the wrong bathroom and then I looked at her and my friend looked at me and we we're like, huh? And she was like, oh, this just, this seems like such a different bathroom. And then I was like, what in the world? And then she said it again, but she said it in more of a nasty tone. She was like, "Ugh, a different bathroom. She was like, oh, this is the wrong bathroom. And she said it with like a mocking tone. And it was clearly just like, okay, she's clearly does not want us in this bathroom. And I looked at the girl behind her that's like a teenager and I was, in my head, I was like, are you serious? You're going to let this grandma say this to me in my face? And you're going to sit there and say nothing? And so my friend who was still looking at herself in the mirror, me and my other friend go and whisper in her ear. And we're like, dude, did you not just hear what that white woman just told us? And my friend was so occupied with doing her makeup, she did not understand. And so, like, we had to speak in Urdu, Hindi, whatever. We had to speak to her in like hindi and then she got it and she was like oh my god we need to get out of this bathroom and so this bathroom hallway was also like very like claustrophobic kind of so as soon as i turned around my elbow hit the light switch and the lights turned off and then i started panicking because like the door was closed and everything and so it was straight up pitch black and so i started panicking and i was like oh my god there is a white lady in the stall she's gonna come after me she's gonna kill me she's gonna do something and so the lady started like making like oh my god like she started panicking and then i quickly turned on the like lights i somehow found the light switch and then me and my friends started like laughing and panicking because we were like oh my god but we were literally just stood there because we didn't know what to do and then we didn't know like should we apologize like we didn't know okay like this is our first ever occurrence honestly with a white woman okay and so we just like we were sitting there we were standing there and then we started laughing but then we totally forgot that these people in the stalls that were using the bathroom could speak english so we straight up said oh my god the white lady is in the stall and she's probably judging us right now and then my friend looked at all of us and we we're like oh my god she can speak english and then we all ran out of the bathroom and then our friends that were still sitting on the couch we were like run we need to go back into that hall um, and it was actually really good because as soon as we went onto the hall, there was like a hundred more hijabis. So technically, if that white lady came into the hall, she could not have found us. So yeah, um, that's <laughs> those are like the two occurrences that I've had with, I guess, white people and um, their nasty comments, I guess. Um, I think they just say it in such a way that they don't no they do mean it but i think they just say it in such a way they don't understand like the actual meaning behind things and i think that's just such a sensitive thing to say to people you know and i think that's the reason why a lot of people just why well, i'm not gonna say it's like one of the reasons 
I don't know. I'm not going to say it's like a main reason, but I think that's one of the reasons as to why I fear wearing the hijab. Like, I'm, I'm going to be for real. I'm going to be honest. Like, if there is a white man in a aisle, like at Kroger, Walmart, whatever, like, I'm going to be a little bit scared. I'm going to be a little bit scared because I just don't feel comfortable. I feel genuinely scared for my life when I'm even by a white woman sometimes. Like, I'm genuinely terrified of the power that they hold and what they could honestly do because I've seen so many things in the news and I think it's just kind of scary sometimes being around them. Um, but that's also just me, you know, that's kind of just, you know, yeah, that's kind of just me. Okay. Now I'm going to kind of segue our topic So I've already kind of talked about my own personal experiences of, you know, going from wearing the hijab to my first ever time being called a terrorist. Um, But I also kind of wanted to segue into the idea of wearing the hijab. So I think one thing for sure that people don't understand is what is exactly the hijab? What does it mean wearing a hijab? So, you know, wearing a hijab is basically just to maintain modesty and privacy from unrelated males. Um, The Quran instructs Muslim women and men. I think that's something we all fail to take into consideration. It is not just applicable to women. It is men. So I don't want to hear anything about that. But the Quran basically instructs Muslim women and men to dress modestly. Um, and for some, the hijab is worn by Muslim girls and women to maintain modesty because um, a woman should not be perceived on how, you know, how they look, but it should also it should mostly be how, um, you know, personality, like how they actually are. Um, and so that's like one big thing. A huge controversy, though, that I think one thing for sure is I think a lot of people think that the hijab is like and a symbol of oppression but i feel like in actual reality at least the way i'm seeing it from my perspective is no it's not oppression i think in fact it is a somewhat of an honor to be wearing the hijab because you're really just representing the religion you're really just showing how women can be in a religion how women should actually be perceived in a religion and i genuinely think that's such a strong statement um and i think that's one kind of big thing and i think one thing for sure is there's so many controversies too about the hijab like i obviously i have my own opinions um i don't know if like if i don't know if this is going to start a controversy okay i think one big controversy is when you should start wearing the hijab but then also um when people don't wear the hijab that's one big thing i think genuinely if i'm being totally honest i know people are going to disagree with me but i think one thing that we totally forget is i think a lot of people mix up the idea of um religion versus like cultural society things like that i think people over i think people over generalize the definition of being hijabi and i think that kind of gets 
sort of mixed up. And I think that's totally valid for it to be mixed up because it's such a broad topic and it's huge. You know, there's just so many scholars that talk about it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is I do, from my perspective, I think hijab is not a choice. I think hijab is just something that any woman can benefit from because you'll immediately recognize that as soon as you wear the hijab, I feel like you kind of just have like this enlightening, awakening moment in yourself where you just feel calm and peace. I don't know. But I also just feel really happy that I'm not going to be receiving as attention from men. Um, I noticed that like I look very reserved, especially when I wear the hijab. And I like that because I'd rather have that than to have creepy men, you know, all of that type of stuff. And I think the hijab honestly protects me from that type of stuff. So I think that's one thing. Um, but of course, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, opinions and they're absolutely valid. I'm not going to say any of them are wrong. Um, I'm just thinking from my own perspective that I think it's not a wrong thing to wear the hijab. And I think it's something that I think everyone should at least consider trying, like at least, you know, practicing, you know. Um, but I have seen a lot of things where people have said non-covering by a woman will mean the lady will be sent to the place where they, where there will be wrath on judgment day to give hisab. I, you can take whatever, um, you want with that, honestly. Um, you can take whatever you want with that. Um, I'm just gonna do that. Ooh, but one thing I do want to get into since I am talking about hijab is I really want to talk about the whole thing that is going on going on in Iran where women are protesting the hijab and in India I think I'm not sure if they're actually doing this but they're trying to sue not wearing the hijab so it's a huge thing so there has been like a lawsuit brought by high schoolers banned from wearing headscarves in classrooms in southern India and this has gone to the country's Supreme Court, and it's just a huge thing because it's a reflection of just how sensitive anything related to the hijab is in Hindu majority in India, especially under the PM um, Modi. And I think this is just absolutely, like, crazy. Um, I think this is just absolutely crazy because I feel like the... Iran protests that are going on, especially fit a narrative popular among many in India's Hindu majority, that hijab is an example of radical Islam, a tool to control women and a slippery slope toward control. Um, I saw an interview where someone said, ever since 9-11, the first thing you see with the arrival of radical Islam is the attire, which is true. You know, anytime you see a woman, the hijab is all of a sudden meant to be like a political weapon. Um, Every time men decide um, what women should wear, it is wrong. It's automatically wrong. And I think any attempt to veil women in the name of religion, even if it begins with a headscarf, should be seen as a sign of religious fundamentalism and a future where extensive veiling will be mandated under law. Yeah, I think the hijab is just, I don't see it as a threat. I do not understand. The hijab is people's right to wear and for people to take it away it's you know it's just not right and it's i think hijab is a choice it should obviously see this is the thing 
hijab is absolutely it's somewhat mandatory to wear but it's also your choice to figure out when you want to wear it in my opinion okay in my own opinion um i think india kind of misses the point it's not about the hijab i think it's mostly about the choice i think especially in iran um i think it's kind of interfering with the women's rights um the choice of the women on what they can actually wear out what they cannot wear and i think what people are seeing now is like you know many women in iran or in you know any other country they're taking the hijab off and automatically people are seeing this as like a disgrace terrible you know but in actuality i feel like it's just a way for the women to just show that it is their choice and that they can do what they kind of want um I think it kind of also just shows how biased people can be because even the media in India and Iran any other country is just going to portray the protest in Iran as simply anti-hijab. Like it's just going to show that okay these women clearly do not want to wear this hijab anymore. We should just leave it as is. You know the headlines are just going to be something that's absolutely the total opposite. But I think it's more than that. It's just about the basic right for women to choose. I think that's a huge thing. And no one is going to understand it. I think especially when things get politically inclined, that's one thing that people will never understand. One thing for sure is like I think this is something that it's just been going on for so long, guys. Like it's seriously been going on for so long. I saw an article where it says actually like the hijab is used as a political tool against governments. Um a lot of people say like um the right wing they would like to vilify islam so it's like see we told you this is oppressive we told you that you shouldn't you know wear the hijab we told you you shouldn't you know do this and stuff like that but it's it's literally just straight up wrong um i think the last thing that i really want to think about when we're connecting the whole india and iran thing is like someone who wears a hijab or burqa or niqab is it necessarily backward i think the idea of repression or oppression doesn't reside in what someone is wearing but they're wearing it by choice whether but whether they're wearing it by choice or not and i think that's what connects india and iran because they're not looking at what exactly is going on between each individual hijabi you do not know one hijabi could be saying yes it is like oppressive like yes but another could also be like no it is my choice i don't want to wear it so please let me wear what i'm comfortable in or what i want to so i think that's the biggest thing honestly but i saw this in the news the other day of the whole iran india thing and it absolutely blew my mind even when the hijab ban happened too that blew my mind as well and i was like what is going on but yeah i think we seriously i think we need to bring more attention to this cuz i think hijabis are also the main targets in society i think muslim men not to be sexist or anything like that um i think i just think women that are hijabi and you know dress appropriately and modestly are mainly the targets that a lot of society kind of sees and easily target easy targets to kind of encounter and say very disgusting rude things whereas for men I feel like it's just easy for them to brush it under themselves or under the rug and, you know, just get on with it. Um, but yeah, this was a huge long episode. I'm so sorry. This is like 40 minutes long. I just got so carried away with this topic. Um, I literally think I said some stuff in here that I don't even know, but um, please tell me what you guys' thoughts are. I genuinely think we need to bring attention to this. I think this is something that's been going on for years now and I think it's something that we need to talk about more in the community. I know it may seem very repetitive, but I 
think it's sad that it has to be repetitive at this point because I think it's been said so many times and I think you know maybe from hearing my own personal stories you may even have a worse story or you know something that happened to you um but I think it's time that we really need to change this because it's just not okay it's not okay um we cannot keep putting this under the bush okay the rug whatever you want to call it okay but yeah so thank you everyone for tuning in into my first episode of her life with afia farouk um this is my first episode for season one this is absolutely crazy i will probably be posting episodes maybe every two weeks i'm not really sure i am a junior in high school as we all know that is probably the worst year of high school so i will be seeing when i can post my next podcast video audio recording whatever um and hopefully next time i will actually have a guest with me and we will continue to talk about our own journeys and then our own lives and things like that so yeah that was her life with afia farouk thank you for tuning in see you guys in maybe two weeks Bye.